In our breakout and best-selling book, Looking for Angels, A Guide to Understanding and Connecting with Angels, Dr. Scott Guerin and I share how you can communicate with angels, understand signs from the universe and these celestial beings, feel at peace knowing you are always connected to source, and much more. Get your copy today at lookingforangelsbook.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or your local bookstore. And now you can even get the audio version narrated by me and Scott through Amazon, Audible, and iTunes. Hi, all. Nicole here. This podcast is intended to inspire you on your personal spiritual journey to inner peace. I am not a psychologist or a medical doctor and do not offer any professional health or medical advice. This applies to the podcast guests and or co-hosts. If you are suffering from a psychological or medical condition, please seek help from a qualified health professional. You are listening to A Psychic Story, a podcast that shares behind-the-scenes insights of people who lead supernatural lives among the ordinary. And I'm your host, Nicole Bigley. Join me every Wednesday as I dispel the myths behind magic and lore. Welcome to A Psychic Story. Mysticism Hi, Psychic Listeners. I'm your host, Nicole Bigley. Thanks for tuning in. If this is your first episode of A Psychic Story, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. I realized the other day that after nearly four years of having this podcast, I haven't really talked in detail about what it means to be psychic or what a psychic quote-unquote is. Yes, we've covered it to some extent through the various guest episodes, but I'd really like to do a deep dive on this topic. So here we go with a solo episode with me. What does it mean to be psychic? Our intuition is instinct, plain and simple. And as human beings have evolved over time, so did our intuitive senses. Now I'm going to get into the brain a little bit and how it works. And I promise you later, it's going to make sense about our intuition and how it ties in. The oldest layer of the brain is called the reptilian or the primal brain, and it controls our automatic self-persevering behaviors. It's called this because it resembles the brain of reptiles. It deals with basic bodily functions such as pumping your heart, breathing through the lungs, and regulating all chemical processes going on in your body. This part of the brain evolved to drive fundamental needs like feeding, survival, mating, and self-maintenance. It is part of our subconscious mind, and the primary role is to make sure we stay alive and co-create. This part of the mind also controls our focus. Everything we see, hear, feel, taste, or smell runs first through the primal brain. If it thinks something is not worth focusing on, it is neglected, and this is an important part to consider for later. Our mental filters are controlled by this part of the mind. Now, the amygdala part of the brain is commonly thought to form the core neural system for processing fearful and threatening stimuli. In other words, it helps us to detect threats and act accordingly. When we were trying to survive in the wild, things that would trigger these parts of the brain were usually threats to our lives or the lives of those we cared for, other predators or life-threatening dangers. In the modern world, triggers to these parts of our brains are still threats to safety, but so also are money, social status, sex, self-image, and food. 
things like that. But just as the brain processes information that controls our body, it can also process information that controls other areas, like our intuitive senses. We are all psychic. Whether you believe it or not, we are all born with intuitive senses, and they are as innate within us as our other physical, emotional, and mental senses. Think about your physical senses as mirrors to these other ones. Just as many of us can see, hear, smell, taste, hear, and feel, we can also do this energetically on a spiritual or intuitive level. And there are up to nine. I know you've heard me say before there are eight. There are actually nine the more and more research that I do. You may hear people refer to the psychic senses as the clairs. Clair means clear, or in other words, clear hearing, clear knowing, clear feeling of emotions, clear tasting, clear thinking, clear smelling, clear feeling of sensations, clear touching, and clear seeing. As mentioned before, in this way, our intuition mirrors our physical, emotional, and mental senses. For the physical senses, that is seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, and feeling, again on the physical level that is, for the emotional sense that it's feeling emotionally or what we also call empathy, for the mental sense it is thinking, and then there are two intuitive senses that cross over a couple of these areas. Knowing, which is a combination of thinking and feeling, we often refer to this as our gut intuition or mother's intuition, and touching, which is a combination of physical touch and insight or knowing. I'm going to go through each of these in a little bit more detail now. Clear audience is clear hearing, and that's when you're able to hear voices or messages from the spiritual realm. You may hear them by way of the inner ear or physically hear as well. Additional examples include ringing in the ears, something, of course, that isn't due to a medical reason or hearing repetitive thoughts. Clear cognizance is clear knowing, and that occurs when you experience a sudden knowing. You may have a strong sense of knowing information of what has or will happen. This is often referred to as the sixth sense, and as mentioned again before, gut intuition or even mother's intuition. In other words, it manifests as instincts. Mothers and their children, twins, or other people who have close bonds experience this often with each other. Clear empathy is clear emotion and that's sensing other people's feelings or thoughts. It's an awareness of emotional energy. Most humans are born with empathy. However, some people have a heightened sense of empathy and are particularly sensitive to their own and others' emotions. Examples of this would include things like feeling an emotion that comes out of the blue or something that's overwhelming without having a real reason to feel that overwhelming sense. Clairgustance is clear tasting or sensing and experiencing things through taste, even without having that physical source of taste in your mouth. Tasting things that are sweet, salty, spicy, sour, etc. Again, without having eaten anything that would produce that taste. Clear intellect is clear thinking. This happens when your thoughts arise from your intuition. You may notice that words easily come when you're talking in conversations, but it feels like it's coming from a different or higher place. Having epiphanies or key thoughts pop up at the right moments when needed is an example of how that can manifest. Clear sentience is clear physical feeling. It differs from emotional feeling or clear tagency, which is clear touching. You may feel the physical sensation in your body that others are experiencing. Experiencing changes in the temperature or pressure that aren't happening naturally, that is. Having goosebumps, tingles, or chills. Those are some examples. 
Now, clairsalience is clear smelling. That's when insights come through through the perception of smell, picking up phantom smells such as flowers, smoke, perfume, etc. Some people may smell their grandfather's cigar smoke. You may smell flowers or roses when no one is around. And typically that can be a sign of angels because roses have a high vibration and typically manifest through, again, the smell of roses. Claritagency is clear touching, and that is a form of extrasensory perception in which facts or impressions about a person or thing are received through contact with an object that retains an energetic impression. If you've happened to gain insight about things or people just by touching them, then you have this ability. This is also often referred to as psychometry or token object reading. Clairvoyance is clear seeing, and this is the most visual of all the clairs. Visions may come in the form of vivid dreams, mental images or pictures, or even many movies may play in your inner mind. These images may be literal or metaphorical. You may even be able to see colors of the aura. Additional examples would be things like seeing flashes. We talked about the auras, but also repeating numbers or symbols, things like that. Each of us has a different relationship with each of the psychic senses. Just like some people are born naturally as great athletes, intellectual thinkers, or creative artists, and others have to work harder to get to that level, so too are our intuitive abilities. If we have a strong physical, emotional, or mental sense, then whatever that is will likely also be the mirror to our psychic senses. It will also be the ones that our spirit team will use to communicate with us if that is something that we would like. In the beginning of this episode, I talked about the brain and how it processes and operates. And the reason I shared that is because our brain tends to override and control most of our behaviors. The more we learn how our brain works, as well as how our intuition works, separately yet together, we can become more adept at using all of our human and spiritual abilities, as well as being aligned with our higher selves. If you choose to work on and develop your psychic abilities, you'll discover that certain intuitive senses are easier for you to tap and others may be more difficult. So pay attention to what psychic senses either seem to come more easily or feel stronger to you and focus on that sensory experience and those experiences overall to guide you. You will also more than likely evolve over time as you experience your psychic abilities or the Claire's. Some people might spend years working with one or a few psychic senses only to find that another one quickly surpasses them, seemingly overnight. It is normal for us to grow and evolve during our life just as it is normal for psychic abilities to grow and evolve. My spirit team showed me that one way to look at our intuition is like a colored ball of yarn. Each psychic sense is represented by a different color. All are separate threads, yet they are all woven in between one another in this ball of yarn. When we tap into or use one of the psychic senses, we are focused through that lens, so to speak. But it isn't the only psychic sense. Another one may kick in at the same time or right afterwards. For example, let's say you're in person speaking with someone. You're focused on what they are saying. You may not be fully paying attention to their nonverbal cues, but yet you're still picking up on them subconsciously. If you shifted and split your attention to their body language and continued listening intently, you'd likely be getting more information than just by listening. Now, let's use that example with intuition. Let's say you receive a message or a sign. It appears visually by way of a repeating number or an image even pops up in your mind. You're not sure what either of them mean. 
So you ask a question to help clarify the meaning, and then you have an emotional feeling or a gut sense of knowing that provides additional information or insight. Those are the colored threads or the other psychic senses working together, separate yet interconnected. When I was working on the book Looking for Angels, my spirit team dropped the word stereogram into my mind. I wasn't sure the reason why, but I began to look them up online. If you're not familiar with a stereogram, a stereogram is an optical illusion of the depth created by a flat two-dimensional image. If you view the image in a particular way, you end up seeing the three-dimensional image reveal itself. After practicing a bunch, I asked my guides flat out why they had me taking up the time to look at practicing seeing these images. They responded with, the way you end up accessing your intuition is much the same way. You focus on it, but in a different way than what you are used to as a human being. Now, the way you end up seeing an image in a stereogram is by splitting your focus in your eyes, making each eye focus on separate points slightly parallel to one another. Sound familiar? Stereograms work with our brains to have them think we are focusing on something further away, allowing us to view the image with parallel vision and see the image that's hidden. You can look up stereograms and how to practice seeing them online, but the steps listed are the same steps you'd use to start to see auras or energy such as celestial beings. Recently, a medium who I don't know directly posted online, and I quote, Not every psychic is a medium, but every medium is a psychic. People don't understand the difference. Psychics connect with incarnate souls, those living on Earth, and mediums connect with the discarnate, spirit world. Souls use mediums through the clairs to pass on the message. Everyone has psychic or intuitive senses and abilities. So I don't necessarily fully agree with all of that. You may not classify yourself as a psychic, but you are very much so. And as shared earlier, the clairs are classifications of the psychic senses. Also, because we are all connected to source, then we have the ability to not only communicate with souls who have crossed over, but also with our spirit team, which comprises of archangels, ascended masters, spirit guides, loved ones, and more. Regardless of whether someone defines themselves as is or is called a psychic by others, it means that a person can intuitively pick up on energy using psychic senses and intuitive abilities. A psychic can be a medium, a clairvoyant, an intuitive, a psychic intuitive, or even an energy healer. Try not to think too hard about it. There are so many titles out there, and ultimately, we are all psychic. It's only a matter of perspective. The primary reason my spirit team titled this podcast A Psychic Story is because there are so many mis and misconceptions about what a psychic is. The use of the word psychic with the podcast name was used to inspire people to think differently and be open to all the ways we can use and embrace our intuition. And if you so choose as well to connect with your source and your spirit team. I hope this episode has helped you a little bit to better understand psychic and intuitive abilities. I've been asked by some listeners that in future episodes, I cover more about how to develop psychic abilities as well as cover scammers. On the latter part, I do feel like I've covered that in prior episodes, but I hear you and I will consider it. Definitely we'll be sharing more about developing our psychic and intuitive abilities over time. Before I close out this episode, I also want to give a shout out to new patrons of A Psychic Story. For those who aren't familiar with Patreon, it is a platform that you can sign up for and get additional paid content about the podcast. It's linked in the show notes, as always. Thank you to Edmund Newmeyer and Angie Castor, our latest patrons. And congratulations to the people who submitted five-star reviews and emailed contact at a psychicstory.com to be entered into the reading giveaway. The latest winners are Alexis Dixon and Felicia Dom. 
Also a reminder that a psychic story is still accepting your stories, whether they be stories about angels, the supernatural, spiritual awakenings, or more. We will be doing listener episodes to showcase these the first Thursday of every month. That's going to be an ongoing thing for a while. I know some of you have messaged me, sent emails, you've sent voicemails to say, are you still submitting? Yes, we're going to take your stories, so keep them coming. We will do listener episodes even more frequently, depending on how many submissions we receive over time. So again, now they're the first Thursday of every month. The more you submit, the more we're going to do. Speaking of listener episodes, while it is June 2023, by the time this episode will air, I'd like to put out a request now for people to be thinking of fun yet spooky stories for October. And the listener episode for that will be October 5th, as well as any holiday stories to share for the listener episode for December 7th. So if you have one, again, spooky or holiday related, please go ahead and email it now to contact at a psychic story. Just be sure if you don't, if you remember to put it in the subject header, whatever the topic is. If you prefer audio and your base internationally, you can record a voice memo and email your story to that email address as well. If you're based in the U.S., feel free to use the 1-800 number, which is 1-800-880-1881. Again, you can also fill out the form on the website at psychicstory.com forward slash story dash submission. If you can't remember that, just go to a psychicstory.com and click on the submit story tab at the top right hand corner. This wraps up the solo episode with me. If you like these, let me know and I can start to do more of them. If it interests you, just drop a comment on a social media post or when you submit a review. And as always, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to A Psychic Story. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. All episodes are free on your favorite podcast player or at a psychicstory.com. Have a question? Is there a topic you'd like to hear more about or have a suggestion for a future guest? Send an email to contact at a psychicstory.com or leave a voicemail message at 1-800-880-1881. We'd love to hear from you and you may even be featured on a future episode. If you're interested in booking a session with me, you can do that directly on the website. And if you want to hear even more content hosted by yours truly, check out my other show, Supernatural Matters. Reminder that you are automatically entered to win either a free 20-minute intuitive or energy healing session with me if you leave five stars along with a positive review. Currently, reviews can be left on Apple, Stitcher, Podchaser, or CastBox podcast players. Don't forget to email contact at a psychicstory.com when you do, because it allows me to get in touch with you if your name is pulled in the drawing. Your name stays in until you win.